Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are 29-4-4 through 37 games, and that puts them first in the Atlantic. First in the Eastern Conference and first in the National Hockey League. My name is Joey Capone. That's Rob Chachi. Rob, what's going on, bud? Not much. How are you doing, Joey? I'm doing terrible. How It's good to see you. And you as well. Happy New Year. Yeah, bro. I've only messed up writing the year twice so far. You're, what are you, doing papers? What are you, in geography class? I, I, do, I do paperwork at work. I, I fill out many a forms. That's half of my job is just filling out forms. God, it's got to suck to have a real job. It's not the best. That's why I'm actively trying to get into sports writing. You should try out the unemployment train, dude. It's actually I pretty did. sick. Quarantine, it was awesome. It's still sick. I will check in firsthand and let you know, still sick. 2400 a month in quarantine to just wake up at 2 p.m., drink coffee, and play video games for 12 hours? Like, yeah. So that's what it's like <laughs> to be a Twitch streamer, I imagine. <laughs> that's my life now, plus like half being a a friend to a two-year-old sometimes too well that's nice though it's kind of cool yeah the video games get replaced with like action figures but it's sick anyway enough about my sad life the boston bruins dude i don't know if you so rob this heck this game the most recent game they played it was actually a special one the nhl calls it the let me get this right the discover winter classic uh as in discover winter and go outside and discover it uh, they played the Winter Classic at Fenway Park, and they won. They sure did. They I was not con- was not convinced they were going to not never at all, <laughs> but they did. It, it, this is like the most Bruins game of the season, as far as I'm concerned. That they just decided at some point they wanted to win. Well, like outside looking in, this team is like insane, and they are. I mean, like they you don't get this record without being pretty insane. But, like, they suck for so much of the game on a very consistent basis, and then they just squeak away with wins. Not to say they don't deserve to, because they, they, like, ultimately play a better game by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I said this before, it's the dumbest fucking statement I can make, is they're not just, they're not so much a great team as they're just really great at winning games. <laughs> like, I, they're just, they're good at finding the way to win. Like, I don't disagree with it, although it is dumb. Like, in a 60-minute effort, like, there's got to be better teams in the league. I sometimes not, though, because there are there are certainly games where they're a sixty minute team. I wouldn't say it's their norm though. No, and when I say better at sixty minutes, I don't even mean talent wise. I just mean like kind of execution, but mostly just effort. Because it seems like, at least within the case of the Winter Classic, that the first two periods, offensively speaking, they're just they got nothing. They had like one shift in the second period where they had like a minute of ozone time, and that was mm-hmm. kind of it. And if anything, it was kind of frustrating that one offensive zone shift it wasn't even like they created great chances it was just frustrating that they couldn't finish or that's yeah that was to me anyway that's exactly it they were in the zone they had great movement but they had like really no high danger chances within that shift or it was kind of a shift yeah. and a half i think they had to change in the middle of it so i like yeah. i i we should probably go kind of in order because there's so much going on so there's let's, so much to talk about all right so what, what, we got to start at the very beginning yeah like way beginning I say we go back to before the beginning. <laughs> the singularity. <laughs> I'm reading a book the about nuclear physics, so I'm ready to ago. go. What happened? I said I'm reading a book about nuclear physics, so I'm ready to go. I can, I can. Oh, perfect. All right. Tell me everything that's ever happened. Uh, now, the Bruins showed up at Fenway Park. Oh, yeah. Dressed in 1920s Red Sox uniforms. Head to toe. We're talking vintage caps, jerseys, 
pants, stirrups, and age-appropriate, or not age-appropriate, era-appropriate cleats. Uh, did you hear whose idea that was? Oh, no, that I did not. It was, do you want to take one guess who organized this entire thing? It, I'm assuming it's a, a team member. Yeah. Is it, am I going to, am I going to be surprised or is it like, of course? It's like, of course. Pasta, probably? No. Bergeron. Ah, of course. Well, yeah. For a Damn full it. year. Oh my he God. He organized this. The second they heard that they were, it was going to be at Fenway. He himself organized this. And he was like, yeah, there were some logistical holdups, uh, you know, getting the getting the right cleats, getting the gloves, uh, getting everybody's shoe size and, you know, jersey size and pants and stuff. It did take a little bit, but uh, yeah, happy it all worked out. I love that he took the reins on that and made this thing that could have been nothing, could have just been a small thing, didn't have to be anything, could have just shown up in sweatsuits and made it a spectacle. Like, say what you will about the Bo uh, the Boston Bruins consistently getting outdoor games. Mm -hmm. But holy shit, they do not waste it in any way. Like, they get no. every ounce of entertainment out of being in the outdoor game. Like, yes. you could just look at the like the pregame outfits alone and nobody touches them. Like, you got the Peaky Blinders look. A little, you know, like, not crazy imaginative, but, like, they pulled it off really well. Mm -hmm. They had the 90s aesthetic, like from the Lake Tahoe game, which has just been like now iconically David Pasternak, just that look with those glasses, especially. Mm -hmm. And then you have the 1920s, 1930s baseball outfit. The moment they posted that video and I saw them walk out, I was like, they fucking did it again. Like <laughs> I'm convinced Bergeron did it because he knew how good he looks. Holy crap. Does Bergeron look good in a Red Sox Jersey? Make this really one photo. Think. I'm honestly God. I'm gonna try and get printed and someday uh, signed by him for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because wow. there was like one photo of him. I was like, I need. This it's the to one be... on the bus, right? Yes. Exactly. The one where he's just like, dude. Like, you don't get to be the greatest two way <laughs> player in the game, the greatest guy, and look at this fucking good. Like... And also be like in Cooperstown. Didn't he look <laughs> like? Didn't he look? Like a Hall of Famer from the 1930s? Uh, he sure did. Wait, did Jeremy Renner die? Did he? My mom just texted me Jeremy Renner's sad face. I mean, he was in critical condition. I'm yeah. hoping that's all it is. I don't want to find out that Jeremy Renner died live like this. I'm not seeing anything. Sorry to derail it. That was just 16 minutes ago. He posted a message on Instagram. Oh, good. He's fine. Thank God. God, Karen, don't scare <laughs> me like that. I... Yeah, 16 minutes ago, he says, thanks for all your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all. Oh, my God. Thank God. All right. Sorry. Jesus. About that. Jesus, Karen. Woo. What are we doing? Uh, for reference, I'm a very big Marvel guy, so I don't want to lose Hawkeye. I mean, he's also a for the, guy. For reference, I'm a huge The Town guy. Love him. Can't I love him. Tag. I'm a big <laughs> tag. tag. I'm a big tag fan. Yes, he was. He's the, that that idea was stolen from me. By the way, I know that's like Sue a big somebody. thing. Big Sue thing somebody. to put out there that like, hey, I actually came up with tag. Talk to Bergeron. Like He's probably also a lawyer somehow. Like, <laughs> dude, I just could not get over. So I think there's like four candidates on this team for who looks the most like a vintage baseball player. What are you okay? What are yours? I want to. I'll give mine afterwards. Uh. It's Bergie, Marshy, 
Taylor Hall. Ooh, who okay. I think got overlooked. Yeah, by me at least. And I, I think that's it, actually. I know some people were saying some other names. Who do you got? Uh, I had, um, who did they have? I had Forbert. Really? Yes. Craig Smith. Craig Smith looks like a present day baseball player. It's the hair. Yeah. But like strikingly so. I'm like, I you could just tell me he played in the MLB. And I'd be like, yeah, of course he does. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah. He does look like a star shortstop. But also Martian. Everyone kind of agreed. Like, what's up? Why does Martian look like a baseball player? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I had a few people send me a photo of him being like, this is this is something. I'm like, I know. I don't I don't know why, but it is. You know what helped my ego a little bit? <laughs> what? And by helped, I mean inflated it. Go for it. Is watching the boys toss the pearl around on <laughs> on free game. That made me feel good. I yeah, like, I can't even I imagine can... the emotions you were experiencing during all of that. I mean, so everybody was making the same joke, which like really grinds my gears. I don't know. I The internet's a tough place to live for a long time because you get sick of things in five minutes. But everybody was doing the like, oh, this team is better than the Red Sox. They could oh, play. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. The Sox fucking suck. <laughs> can we take a minute and just all touch ourselves to pictures of Marshy and Bergeron, please? Can let we just do that? Have it. Can you guys let me finish <laughs> before we're like shitting on the Sox? Like, no. Just orgasmic shit dude oh my god like this whole pre like everything before the game it, it was like almost like shitty oversaturated boston erotic fan fiction it was it was hockey porn it was boston it, that's porn. what it was it was like out of like some it's like somebody pitching this like it worked don't get me wrong i loved every fucking second of it and it worked beautifully but i could see that the pitch would be like that's too many that's too many things <laughs> Like the guy, a guy I work with told me he thought the whole uh, Bobby Orr wrist shot to Veritech was super cringy. I'm like, I really? could not, couldn't disagree more. Like that yeah. is like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. And then Cashmere yeah. starts playing afterwards, which I haven't brought this up, but I'm like a like diehard Led Zeppelin fan. Like they are like my number one through five bands of all time. So yeah, that, I, the whole thing yeah. was incredible. Like very, just them being there and never mind. And they're like, oh, they're going to do a, I was like, I, I think I texted you. It was like, they did a ceremonial puck drop without dropping the puck. And they're yeah. like, okay. And now Bobby Orr's going to shoot the puck at Jason Veritek. And Jason Veritek is my favorite Red Sox player of all time, like far and away. So I was like, this is just ridiculous. It's like crazy. every, every element of this is. It almost looked like he wasn't ready for it too. Yeah, I mean, and he scooped it. It was a bounce. Like he, he still he, got it. He still got it, man. Like he got it. like without missing a beat. Like it's moments like that where athletes don't look human. Where it's like, yeah, he's no. like he's fifty five or whatever. Like he looks <laughs> like your friend's dad, and also a Bobby Orr wrist shot on a hop without him crouching. He just scoops without looking. It's like how on earth? Like he's never caught a puck before. There's no way he's ever caught a puck before. No, and he just like it's nothing. Like, it's funny you say friend's dad because I do have one of my friend's dad looks identical to Jason Veritek. I, like, it. it's I mean, like he it's, looks like half. The we just refer to him as Jason Veritek half the time. I mean, he, he like I said, dude, he looks like half the dads out there. He's he's, he's just, just a dad, a dude, just a dad. Uh, the clip that came out afterwards, too, of Bergy going down that handshake line where he like he shakes oh, tech, tech and wakes hand. He's like, hey, nice to meet you guys. Bobby! Um, Bobby! <laughs> like, Bobby! Oh, that filled my heart. What's going on, Bobby? And the chief, 
and then it's like and then he's like talking to charlie's like oh, love you brother like i was like oh my god oh my god it actually felt like it felt like i didn't believe it you know what do you it mean? was like it was like you come home from work right and your significant other like made you your favorite meal and is like wearing a sexy maid costume and like it's like pulling a cake out of the oven and like and your your immediate reaction should be what's going on here yeah you're about to kill me right like like what's yeah because what happens is like you're three bites in and she's like does it taste good do you like cyanide <laughs> I love cherries. I saw your text messages and then you that's the last thing you ever hear. So like there was a moment where I was like, this is almost too good to be. Am I awake? Am I watching this? It's funny you say that because what happened afterwards basically was the equivalent of finding out that you were poisoned. <laughs> where the Bruins <laughs> the just like forgot how to play hockey for 40 minutes. Like dude, I mean, even even before that, because there's still like fucking 10 pregame ceremonies. The Sox really did like time. take over and be like, no, this is, we'll show you how to do some pregame shit. Well, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to be here for a while. I know you we were, said two o'clock, it's going to be three 30. You and I were talking about it and like, it makes sense. Cause it's in Boston, but it the whole event, like the, it wasn't like Boston and Pittsburgh. It's like Boston, 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 Boston. And look who here's look who's here to play them. It's the penguins. Like yeah. it's, it's like they it must have felt like awkward showing up to the point where like with the Red Sox showing up with a 1920s gear and the Penguins showed up wearing a jersey from 2018. <laughs> like they're like, all right, uh, it's like they didn't they weren't told about it. It's like you could have told we could have coordinated like. And I think their tweet was like, we're honoring our baseball past too. <laughs> it was like one like, NHL tweet, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't give a shit." Bear it had the here. word like, two in it, as if like, <laughs> and we are the additional team. Don't forget, <laughs> yeah. And like, my, my friend Nate on a five-game losing streak. <laughs> my friend Nate quote tweeted it and was like, "They got eight jerseys at the pro shop earlier today." <laughs> I mean, it's what it's honestly yeah. what it looked like. It's yeah. like they showed up. One someone on the team showed up early, saw the Reds, uh, what the Bruins are doing, the Red Sox uniforms, and they like frantically called the coach. They're like, we gotta do something. What do we like, got? And they're like, oh, crazy, you ask. In the trunk, there's like six or seven military appreciation night pirates jerseys from 18. Thank God. Perfect. That'll do. Oh, that's so that good. is so funny. Yeah, no, it never. I mean, they tried to highlight it a little bit on the pregame on TNT, which by the way, so I was going back and forth because like TNT had some other stuff on um, leading mean? up to the game. And okay. uh, NHL Network had pregame from like noon on. Uh, so I was like flipping over to TNT once their pregame started up. But like the NHL Network one was so much better. Um, NHL Network was not even considering the fact that the Penguins were there. And they effectively weren't. They really, really <laughs> no, weren't. They, were. they almost won. <laughs> like the, well, uh, pregame, pre, still pregame. They weren't. Oh, okay. They yeah, weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, TNT tried, but they were really just doing like Sidney Crosby, one of the best. He's here. Wayno, you're one of the best. Talk about being the best. And he was like, "You want? You know who was the best? Bobby Orr." I love that. Back to Boston. I My dad was in the room when he said that, and. It was like the most vindicated my father's ever felt. Wayne Gretzky saying that Bobby Orr is the greatest of all time. Like, he was like pointing to the TV. He's like, you hear that? See? <laughs> Told you. See, you I, hear that from Wayne himself. 
my my hockey pedigree comes from like bleed black and gold. Like the Bruins are the only team that even remotely matters in the history of the NHL kind of guys. And I, within that, was told Bobby Orr is the greatest player of all time. He's the most influential player mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. And I've like, I part of half of me is like, that's true. And the other half is like, that is just an insane Boston bias. By and it's no like, metric, is he the greatest? No, he's not. Like, it's, he's, I mean, there, it's, oh, that's going to upset people. Like, and that is not to say that he isn't like a freak of nature and like one of, if not the, probably the second greatest. I mean, mm-hmm. you could make that argument. And then it's like, you want to be like the greatest defenseman. That's like, well, there was also Ray Bork, but like, that's like kind of not, that's like he was like an offensive anomaly. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder, I'm like, what if Bobby Orr played more than like 10 seasons? Like, what would have happened then? Like, yeah, because that's the thing. He's like, he, he stopped being Bobby Orr. He didn't play seven. He played less than 700 games. Like, like Pasta has had a longer career than Bobby Orr. That's fucking crazy. It's dude. insane. Like, think about a career shorter than David Pasternak's that many people believe is the greatest player of all time like that can't even imagine that that is like what does that person even look like did you hear the story that wayne told about the greatest goal bobby Orr ever scored uh yeah but i think you'll be able to recount it better than i could i he said it i'm like i should have listened to that a little bit more (laughs) so bobby (laughs) bobby starts behind his own net right and wayne kind of says like and when bobby decided he was going to end to end he just did it like he was just dominant enough that he just went out and did it. And you could see it in his eyes. Like he made the decision against the California golden seals. And I think at the time, the Oakland seals. Yeah. He said Oakland seals. Yeah. And uh, so he starts up the ice and uh, he gets slashed in the neutral zone and are coming out of his own zone. And he loses his glove on his bottom hand and he stops circles back around his own net again. Stops back behind his own net, starts the rush again, picks up his glove on the rush, and continues through everybody, scores a goal. (laughs) Just rude. (laughs) And uh, Wayne said that, like, uh, he got a standing ovation from both benches. (laughs) It's like everybody clapped. Obama was there. Like... (laughs) Yeah, just just like world stopping. And Bobby like skates back with his head down, smiling, he's a humble guy, but like also aware, like I just scored the coolest goal that anyone will ever score. I could um, listen to Wayne Gretzky talking about how good Bobby Orr is for probably a couple days on end. Wayne's really good, dude. People don't talk enough about how he's like really good at his job. As a commentator or this player? job, yeah. This okay. job <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, I think it's been brought up once. <laughs> yeah, the new job, the new gig. Yeah. He's he's good. I like at him it. a lot. And honestly, that like that that panel is my favorite part of the TNT broadcast. Yeah. Because like you got, I mean, it's Wayne, like the authority, and like a very modest and like well spoken and like like calmly paced kind of commentator. You have Biz, who is just like super funny and like pushes it just enough. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Rides they were the joking line. about his like parentage in Boston. They're like, did you see that after the game, like the post game? No, it was so good. They had Marshan on to mm-hmm. talk. It was first they had Yandel, and then he left, and Marshan came on and just sat with the panel and was talking with him. And before that, when they're like, yeah, we're gonna have Marshan on next, they had the camera on him, and he was like picking up kids from the stands and like giving him a hug, but like mm-hmm. presumably his. Yeah, and they're like, how many kids does he have? And like making jokes about it when they brought on, he was like, oh, I, I don't know, they were just here. Like I just. <laughs> He made some joke about it. And then they made some joke about like Biz having a ton of kids out there too. He's like, oh yeah, no, Father's Day. I just tur- had to turn my phone off. Like, <laughs> it's just like, 
<laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, I didn't do too. Maybe not in Boston. I didn't do too well in Boston. Maybe a couple of the other cities. Like, and then they're like, yeah, we should probably move on. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> like, 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 just like that kind of thing where you're yeah. like, you're flirting with like the limits of probably what you can get away yeah. with. Which is but where I really more... like this. Which is no, where I really like him. And he's perfect because like he doesn't. He's not like crazy crass about it. Like mm-hmm. he's like just kind of like, oh, oh, oh. And like they're they're all professionals, they know how to handle it. And it's just funny because like Wayne's just sitting there smiling, like, oh yeah. <laughs> how and much course, sex did you have? You know what they call Marshan on that on the panel? No, it's Mister TNT. Why? There's like it's like whenever TNT has the game, Marshan does really well, and or they the Bruins win, oh, and yeah. they always might they always give him the mic. That's another thing. Like if TNT has it, Marshan right almost call. almost always has the mic. Oh yeah, dude, that is ninety eight percent unusable audio. Like. <laughs> I would cut off several toes to have access to Brad Marchand's audio on the ice. That would be incredible. Dude, yeah. I mean, you can tell the clips that they're using. Like, they're all good, but they're definitely, definitely, like, the ones they can use. You know, like, with a lot of guys, it's like, man, this is all you got, huh? And it's just them, like, sitting on the bench going, like, hey, good shift. Good shift out there, Smitty. Yeah, the people who aren't the personality, like... Yeah. If you gave the mic to Forbert, like he's not going to be like, and Forbert's a funny fucking guy, but like not like Pasta or Marshan joking with a ref. Marshan's like, I changed. I'm going for the Lady Bing now. Or it's so like, good. if you gave me a penalty, I get the, or actually the, the ref was like, I, my biggest cheer of the night would be giving you a penalty. Yeah. You know, it makes me miss Road to the Winter Classic on HBO. Do you remember that? Mm, yes, vaguely. Oh, I don't never best, watched man. it. It was, oh, dude, it was like the best hockey documentary period maybe not documentary is the right word but like just like following the team mm-hmm. type of documentary because they had full access to the locker room and it was completely uncensored wow and it was, so like there's still some of the best clips it's like like go dye your hair you fucking like like whatever yeah like, yeah it's like that's from road to the winter classic like and the best ones came from that and the reason it ended is because the last season they did it, the I think it was Tortorella was the coach or whoever the mm. coach was of one of the teams like freaked out and was like, get out of it. Like he was pissed at the team and yelled at the camera crew to leave. And I think they're like, well, listen, we're not going to do this if you make us leave. So they kind of stopped doing it. <sighs> Something towards... replaced it, but it wasn't the uncensored version, which was to me was the biggest appeal of it. I think so. Yeah. And the access. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. One kind of begets the other. But if Torts fucked that up for us, might not have been towards. I'll have to look that up. That's also where the like, what are you, the water bottle police clip came yeah. from? Like, I don't know. I, I love that shit. It's like behind the B is awesome, but like mm-hmm. it's so PR friendly. Yeah. I'm like, These are like grown men playing the most physical sport, one of the most physical sports in the world. Like they're not PR friendly. So I'm glad I'm happy with what we get. I'm happy with what yeah. still gets filtered to us. But at the same time, if like I, you know, there's just a decade of gold content. From like Brad Marsh and chirping people, or even Freddie. I want to hear Freddie chirping people. I love yeah. when we hear Freddie. Yeah, I mean, we still did get some good stuff from Marshy today, or we did. Oh, well, it's not today, yesterday, whenever. Still did get a lot of good stuff from him. Always a great call that Mike came up, and uh, yeah. dude, just just the um, the just the visual of of Wayne Gretzky standing in center field in Fenway Park. Is like what is what is happening at at this exact moment? He signed uh, pesky pole. Yeah, he sure did. And you, the people who were like in the front row right there definitely did not realize that was Wayne Gretzky. I don't no. know if you saw that, 
but they were just like looking the other way and pointing and like, oh yeah, that right over there. Like Wayne Gretzky's like arm's length from you. An actual alien. Yeah. And you're just doing nothing about it. Okay. That's cool. Oh, you're Wayne. not grabbing them. You're not taking them home. That's uh, what I would do. To what you're saying before, there was so much preamble. There was like it, what the game didn't start to like 240 or something like that. Yeah. And I started, I watched and Nesson's coverage starting at, I think it was one. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't got realize Nesson had coverage too. They just had, it was, it was pretty funny because it, it was Dale, uh, Brick, and Razor. Mm-hmm. And they were at Fenway, but they, when the camera went on them at the table, there was just a black tarp behind them. And Dale immediately, it was like, yeah, so there's some contractual obligations that don't allow us to show you the field. Like, Nesson isn't even allowed to show Fenway during the Winter Classic. They weren't I'm sorry. Even, I'm they sorry. weren't, they weren't I'm allowed sorry. to show you. <laughs> You're saying, let me just let me just say that again. Nesson. Yes. The network the Sox play on. Correct. Not able to show the field at Fenway Park. Correct. Because TNT had the rights. How did NHL fun. Network get it? This is... Razor was like, it's a great looking tart. Like, <laughs> like they had uh, jokes. They were ready. They knew how they were like, this is silly. Let's just roll with it. Like, uh, that's funny. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad I didn't miss anything not tuning in. No, you really didn't. Um, speaking of not missing anything, you could have come in in the third period in this game. Oh my god. Look, there's uh, still there's still, before that, there's still stuff I want to talk about too. Okay, hit it. Um so just going through my notes, like this right at puck drop or right before it, like when they're like doing showing the goalie stats, um, Kenny Albert, the one who's doing the play by play for TNT, mm-hmm. definitely. He, I love Kenny. I think he's really good. He's got a great voice. He calls the game really well. I have, I have zero complaints when Kenny calls the game. I really like him. Um, <laughs> they, he definitely thought they were going to start with Olmark because mm-hmm. the, the camera went on Jari and they showed Jari's stats. And he was like, and what a season. Jari's having in the last five games. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, like, and then, like, two minutes into the game, he was like, And what a season Linus Olmark is having. <laughs> He's like, I really wanted to talk I'm about like, ah, Linus ah, there. Ah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw you. you That's so funny. That. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That and the moment the puck dropped, a ticker came up on the bottom of the screen, which, like, I am so to my bones against like tickers being on the screen in the middle of yeah. the game. Like you're eliminating screen for me to watch the game. I don't care about other scores during the game. If I care, I will look it up because it is 2023 and it is in my pocket at all times. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to do, but even worse than them bringing up scores. Cause what else was being played at two forty on a Tuesday or on a Monday? Nothing. It was a ticker for the food network. It like it was like about like a show coming up on the food network. Puck dropped the second the puck dropped at the Winter Classic. They're telling me about what Food Network shows to start watching. This is on TNT. I have so many questions. Like that's a different channel, isn't it? Like is this owned by the same? I have person? no idea. Like, I feel like Turner owns a ton of stuff. They own fucking everything. I have no idea. Uh, that must have been like a specific ad placement you know that that's yeah. definitely like a we want a ticker right when they drop the puck which they should have said no that's we're not doing that yeah we'll say like here's first like what they should have done is like and here's puck drop today's opening drop is sponsored by <laughs> the food network. the food network check out one of their six shows tuesday at eight by by, by food brought to you by food 
brought you by the food. Also, uh, one of the first stats they brought up during the game was they mentioned that David Postnock is the all-time Bruins leader in goals in outdoor games. Cool. He's played one outdoor game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he had that four. Is true. It was weird because he was like, they're like, he has four outdoor goals, including a hat trick. I'm like, that was all the same game. Like, just say he scored four in one game. Yeah. Like, to say he scored four, including a hat trick, is kind of weird to me. That's as if he did, they didn't know that. They they read that as if they thought it was over multiple games. Yeah, also, that's... something I forgot. Uh-huh. Trent Frederick's first NHL goal was at the Lake Tahoe game. Was it really? It was. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. It was like this like sneaky little snapshot in it from his feet when he wasn't even really looking at the net and it was just label top corner and went past Carter Hart. I do not remember that. Yeah, it's a good goal. Like it's like it almost looks fluky. Like mm-hmm. especially because it's if it was like Matthews, it'd be like, oh, he meant to do that. Mm-hmm. But because it's Frederick Party, he's like, ah, that was a he that was that was right. that the puck did a lot of the work there, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a good goal. Whatsoever. Yeah, no. Uh I forgot. And I also forgot that Frederick was a first round pick. 29th overall, 2016. Really? Yeah. 16th. And as a reminder, so 29th overall, we got David Bosternock 25th overall, which is just like bananas. Like that's the, the NHL draft like, is so crazy, bro. I mean, especially, I mean, <clears throat> not to call more attention to a guy who doesn't need more attention on him, but like what's going on with Alexis Lafreniere is tough. What's going on? Can you uh, br- he's, bring he's me like up to date? Been a healthy scratch lately. Oh, he's, yeah. he's suffering. He's suffering big time. Uh, he's he's having a tough go. Uh, you know who else suffered and had a tough go early on in their NHL career? I was looking back at the 2010 Winter Classic, um, just because, you know, obviously. And um, I know Marshy didn't play in it. But I was like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't a rookie in 10-11, like when they won the Cup. So I was like, what was going on there? Like, how is that the case? So I looked it up. He played 20 games in uh, 2009-2010. Okay. And in his first game, he got an assist. His first NHL game, first NHL point. He played 20 games that year. Do you want to guess how many points he finished with? Two. One. So close. Yeah. So what happened was they... They brought him up in like whatever October. He played like ten games. They sent him back down, or he might have got hurt. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I was just going off of the the game log, and uh, wasn't there for the classic. Then came back up and still did nothing. Pretty crazy. Um, just goes to show you that maybe you you give a guy some time, you know. But uh, but yeah, Marshy technically, you know, not in the twenty ten classic. Uh, crazy that this is. Bergie's and Krejci's fourth. That is pretty old. This is Crosby's sixth outdoor game. That's too many. Yeah, calm down. Like, it's Crosby. Like, I get it. But, you know, calm down. Uh, I I wish I could find it quickly enough. I won't be able to. Somebody posted, like, a graphic of what the lineup was for the 2016 Winter Classic against Montreal. And you forget how bad that (laughs) roster was. The top line right wing was Seth Griffith. Oh, baby. <laughs> I mean, this is just like the lineup. This isn't actual lines, but Jimmy Hayes, Brett Connolly, Louis Erickson, Brett Max Connelly. Talbot, Landon Ferraro, 
Chara, Zach Ronaldo. Remember him. Remember him. He's still, I think he still actually has a suspension waiting for him in the NHL. Uh, Bergeron, Matt Bolesky. Love me, Bat- Matt Bolesky. I, I kind of did like Matt Bolesky. Love uh, me some Matt Bolesky. Tuka Rask, the German hammer himself, Dennis Seidenberg. Sorry, which I kind of forgot that Seidenberg was playing in 2016. I thought he retired earlier than that. Yeah. Joe Morrow, Tori Krug, Jonas Gustafsson, Spooner, Seth Griffith, Adam McQuaid, Frank Vetrano, Alexander Koklachev, and Kevin Miller. Wow. Not a great lineup. They lost that game by a good margin, right? Koklachev. Jesus. They lost that game. They I hardly remember that game. That was the one at Gillette, right? Yeah, that was the one. It was like I, we were so excited, and then they just sucked. I didn't even watch it. Actually, I was at work. Um, I missed the game. Yeah, I don't remember it. I don't remember much of my days in college. To be fair. five to one Montreal. Yeah, yeah, I definitely Wolf. didn't watch that, or maybe I did. I don't remember. Matt Bolesky had the only goal. Obviously, naturally. <laughs> yeah, as we all expected. Yeah, um, that, that was that was a brutal time. And honestly, game, was yeah. Hmm? Honestly, honestly, this game, oh. first period of this game, I was kind of ready for this game to be dog shit. I was, I mean, a third of it kind of was the first period was just nothingness to me. I was like, if we, if we are in for three hours of just nothing hockey, I'm going to have a tough go here. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, it's like, you have to be aware, like Pete Blackburn said in the show. Shout out Pete for coming on. Thanks, Pete. The worst part of the Winter Classic is the game. It just, it just is. It's an interesting it, take. Still, I'm, I'm with it because, like, oh, I don't even disagree. It's just like it's interesting that that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the playing conditions are never. You're never going to see the best hockey. You okay. know, um, just the amount of ceremony and the amount of time the guys spend pregame doing stuff, whatever, out of their regular routine. Um, you know, the, the conditions that they're in, the conditions they're dealing with. Glare, ice conditions. I'm going to use the word conditions about 40 more times. The conditioner in their hair. You got to think about this. Um, it's It's just... I, I can't think of a time where it was breakneck speed hockey in a classic. Um, and I just, I, I was overwhelmed by the feeling of like they're, they're not going to pull this thing out. This is just going to be a snooze fest yeah. and they're going to stink. I mean, that was definitely no chances yeah. early on. Nothing. Yeah. That's I, I, <clears throat> I forget when exactly, but I messaged you during the game being like, I, all of my excitement for this game is dissipated. Yes. Cause it's like, Again, it's like I keep saying it, but it's like everything beforehand, there's so much buildup. And like even before this game specifically, just like the context of how good the Bruins are. This is a home game, technically, playing against a team on a five-game losing streak. Like still, Penguins are always dangerous. They're just wildly streaky. They'll go on an eight-game losing streak and then a 10-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for you to come out and just do nothing. Like th- defensively, they were fine. They were good at breaking up nearly everything. Pittsburgh was giving it to him and anything that leaked through that you got Olmark in that and he was nuts in the first period. Yeah. But like there was no transition game. They got no extended Ozo time in the first period. They had like they had 10 shots halfway through the game. Like it was just like the least entertaining kind of game. 
I will say it started a little not hot, but there was like almost eight minutes of straight play before the first whistle in the game, which was exciting in its own right. There was a lot of there's a lot of action and uh and then it crawled through the rest of that first period. Uh I believe it was it was the first period too where it was, it definitely was, where Yari got hurt. Jari yeah, got yeah. hurt. Um, which was pretty clear. And I can respect Jari not looking to the bench, doing everything he can to be like, you know what? This is the biggest stage. I'm going to fight through it. I'm okay. Uh, But what is strange is Sullivan or anybody on the Penguins bench just deciding to leave an injured goalie in that in the Winter Classic when he's having trouble like standing up. Yeah, that it's like it's whenever someone's injured and usually it's the conversation about a concussion. Mm-hmm. It's like this balance of like they're a warrior. They won't give up. They won't stop playing no matter what, like a la Bergeron 2013. And it's like half of it's like the indomitable hockey spirit. And the other half is like, that's dumb. Like, you like, don't do that. Like, you're just hurting yourself more. Like, get out of there. Like. It's hurting yourself. It's hurting your team too. Yeah, you know? like you're you're a detriment to your team. Like if like especially a goaltender. Are you kidding me? And like in uh, a inhuman, uh, let's just Machiavellian focus on the win kind of way. I was like the moment they like the broadcasters were like Jari's hurt. Like he's not moving well. I was like attack that net. Like throw everything you can. Like, shitty blue line shots. Like whatever. Like pepper him. And I and was, they, and they did nothing. They got like no. two shots. Like, because I said to you, I was like, "There's no chance he starts the second. So, like, you you basically just have the rest of this period to to start putting pressure on him now." And it didn't happen. He didn't even finish the first. They pull him out. Um, and uh, I mean, what could have been one of the biggest stories of the whole night? Their emergency backup goalie gets suited up in the dugout. They sure did. I don't even know this this dude's name. He's a youth hockey coach in the Pittsburgh area. God bless his heart. Uh, got some free tickets for him and the family to come out to the Winter Classic because he's the emergency backup, and if somebody goes down, they might need him. And it quickly became a very, very real possibility for him. You could see him like smiling as he's suiting up. But there's no way he felt like an ounce of good about what was what good did be happening to him, right? No, I mean, how could he? Like, no, absolutely not. I completely agree no. with that. So I was, I mean, I was just rooting for, I don't know, I was, I was rooting for Casey to Smith to just like, I don't know, get a foot cramp or something. <laughs> like, what's, like, what's an injury <clears throat> that I can wish on somebody? Uh, it's something foot, that it'll pass down. within an hour after the game. What? He's got, he had to take a shit. Oh. The no, runs. I <laughs> yeah, I wish just something. Honestly, even when they put him in that, it was the same thing. I'm like, go, go, go. Like, throw <laughs> shit at him. Like, the Smith is good. I actually watched the Smith play in college. I, I went to a couple of UNH games. Um, and he's he's a good goaltender. Like he's not, yeah. not bad. Like he's a backup right now. But like he's definitely like I wasn't like oh here we go. I was like well no. I mean, 
and like there's something about like the energy of coming in as a backup especially in a high profile game like this that it's like almost such an adrenaline shot that i'm more concerned about the backup like yeah yeah i i in that same vein kind of funny how involved in all the winter classic commercials jeremy swayman was in retrospect now yeah it's him and crosby like what is that like yeah somebody took a gamble on media day it was like it, it's it definitely was. gonna be you guys i forgot that's all done in one day like all of the fucking promos what a, actually i remember that happening i remember the videos because he's doing like all the pirouettes and like ballet dancing and all his goalie gear i remember that mm-hmm. actually I had no idea that's what that was for yeah, but yeah, no, it's yeah. it's funny now because it's like halfway through the season, it's like Swayman is just like I'm not gonna say he's on thin ice, but like he's not exactly in the Bruins fans' good graces right now. Not in the way that 21 1 and 1 Linus Olmark is. Are you talking nine, about 940 Linus Olmark? I think I was wrong about 940. I thought that those stats were not updated because they didn't update the wins. So I added on the stats from this game and I got a 940. It was like a 9395. And but and I also had him as a one eight three goals against doing the same thing. But those but it's staying at nine three nine one eight six everywhere I look. Whatever, yeah, nine three I mean, nine. Whatever. Cares. That's yeah. And, that and a one eight six goals against. Oh, he sucks. Like, <laughs> but yeah, dude, that is just an outrageous record. Like, I think if he if he can hit a record of like thirty and three, and however many overtime losses. I, mm-hmm. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't end up winning the Vezina because at that point you can just coast. You can go 50-50 and you're still going to be like way fucking ahead of anybody. Like, And then also, yeah. so the Bruins are now 29, what, 29-4 and 4? Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, so, and they play tomorrow against LA, tomorrow night, which like we can, after the, this game, we can talk about the fucking 10-30 starts. Um. <laughs> So they feasibly can get their 30th win. Yeah. I am building a history of jinxing the team, so I have no comment about the likelihood of that happening. Merely pointing out the possibility. If they do get their 30th win, mm-hmm. uh, for reference, last season, they got their 30th win on February 24th. And they would be getting it on January 4th. So what is that? Seven weeks earlier. Are the Kings the very worst or the second worst? They're team? way down. They're way down there. Uh, I'll bring it up right now. Um, yeah, I think they, they are among the worst. No, I know Chicago is like bottom of the fucking barrel right now. Actually, are the Kings work. better than we thought? Weren't they one of those teams we were looking at? We're like, they are 21, 13 and six. That's good. That's on. Okay. Fuck. I'm totally wrong. That's oh, you're no. I'm, who am I thinking of? I don't know who I'm thinking of. They are second okay. in the division Seven. behind yeah, what Vegas. The was, what the fuck was I talking about? That is crazy. They're, they're the only team in the top 18 in the league that has a minus goal differential. They have a minus six. Bruins sitting pretty at a plus 57. <sighs> which is good. <laughs> We're halfway through the season. We have an 838 win uh, point percentage. <laughs> oh my God. So dumb, dude. That's bananas. It's right. 164 times 838. They are on pace for 137 points. LMAO. I remember when we did the. Uh, they're gonna break 115. I think. You think you think Pasta gets 115 points? No, I do not think Pasta gets. No, definitely not. I, if he, uh, you know what, he'll be flirting with it. Low hundreds. He'll probably yeah. break 100. He's on pace. I mean, he's at 50 right now, less than halfway through the season. Um, 
man, I, I kind of want to talk about Pasternak, but I'm scared to because I got stuff to say. Listen, I'll start then. Go ahead. Pasta plays hockey sometimes like a kid who just is really excited to be playing hockey. Not all the time like an adult who gets paid to play hockey. I think that's a good way of putting it. More eloquent than I was going to say. <laughs> He's... I mean, we've talked about it, but we kind of coined the term on this show. I We didn't coin it. I think we heard it somewhere else. I think you coined it. I'll give it to you. Sure, I'll take it. I thought yeah. you did. No, you did. The pasta tax. There's, you got to pay a little bit of pasta tax sometimes. You have an amazing talent. One of the best pure goal scorers this game's got. Also, he's going to be kind of a nincompoop sometimes. I'm going to use the word liability. Oh, the last specifically the last two games. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm going to say that and people will be like, what well, he scored against Buffalo? I'm like he sure did from his office. Mm-hmm. And like you say liability and then you just think this guy is like a waste of space, which he's not. He's still David Pasternak. He can still do things on the ice that really very few people in the league can do. And no one on the Bruins can probably do. Maybe Marshan. The amount of giveaways unforced errors, bad passes, falling from nothing, bad penalties. It, he Take away the goal. Take away just like, and I know that's like 80% of his game, but just take away the fact that he's the goal scorer that he is. Take all of his other habits and put them on a third, fourth line player and tell me that within two games, you don't have the fan base calling for them to be gone. And again, that's a dumb thing to say because, like, well, if that third, fourth liner was scoring 50 goals a year, I'd put up with it. Because that's it. It's the pasta tax, and you're going to pay it every time, will- willingly. Yeah. But I and, and like, I don't want to give the wrong impression because I love pasta. He's an incredible player. I'm so happy he's on the team. Like, he is going to, like I said, he's going to hit break 100 points. He's yeah. instrumental in the playoffs for this team. But, like, you want credit where credit's due. Like, pay also, like, be aware of the shortcomings. Like, I don't want to just like, he's the best. And then just leave it at that. It's like, he's got a lot of shit. He needs to be working on right now. Like he, There's, this is not peak Pasternak. And I want peak Pasternak. We're far from that right now. When the offense is clicking, he will score goals out of small chances. He will finish plays that otherwise wouldn't be finished by anybody else. When the offense is clicking, when the defense is clicking, when things are not clicking, he is not the guy that you rely on to get things going. He's not the guy that you rely on to make a heads-up play, to maybe pick up the slack for somebody else. He's he's not the guy who's going to like turn the momentum by uh, facilitating a play. And like, it, it, I think. You know I think that's just right something now. you have to accept about him. We call it the pasta tax, but may, it it might just be like. Accepting the reality of like where he <clears throat> where he thrives, and I think he just thrives it when things are working. And like I said, he's that's not to say like well when things are good he's good. It's just, like I said, he can do things that other people can't do. He can score goals that other people are not going to score. But when things are not clicking, he's uh, it's tough to watch him sometimes. It's the exact same exact same conversation about the team in general. 
It's yeah. the like they're they're winning so many games. They're an unbelievable team on pace to be the greatest in the modern NHL. But at the same time, like people who watch them game in, game out, like they don't miss a minute of the game like we do. They got a lot of shit they need to work on. Like they're like if they play if they go against a team that can put up three or four goals, like if they, they play a team that can put up four goals in the first two periods, they're done. And like not to say like no who the fuck isn't losing against that, but like the fact that they're not a first or even really a second period team, that's gonna that's it's so quickly gonna bite them in the ass. Like they're putting up with that for but they're on thin ice with that. Like and again, I I keep looking forward to the playoffs. And that's not shit that gets you out of the first round. You can't win a seven game series exclusively in the third period. You just cannot do it. And even if you get all the way there, if you get all the way to the cup. Oh my God. Yeah. No, like you then, I mean, you're talking Colorado and Vegas being like the two most likely people that you're seeing. I would love either of those so much. I know. I know. Do you really want Vegas? I think that would be an unbelievable final. And the, I mean, the story writes itself. Yeah. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. But I still love David Posternock. Don't, don't think I don't. No one's like, I've never gotten a a message DM or tweet about being like calling me out on a take yet. No, maybe I'm just not one. You want people to want people to harass you on this? (laughs) Like, if anything, it's like, they listen to me. Oh my God. Like, that's (laughs) so cool. Like, I'm just going to start saying erroneous shit until someone calls me out on it. Like, I mean, this can be the one. Do you want people to hate on you? Ask for it. Go for it. DM Rob. Tell him what a fucking idiot he is. Stuck. No, don't Moron. do that. I'm desperate for validation. And then follow it up by calling him handsome or something. Be like, That's, hey, you handsome idiot. Hey, you handsome idiot. You look kind of like Brad Marchand <laughs> from certain angles. Thank you. Thank you so much. I don't even feel that way. You feel that way. I do. Uh yeah. You know, it's kind of so only 37 games play. I say only that's nearly half a season. I'm at a point now where I I don't want the season to end. Like I'm not going to anytime soon, brother. All right. (laughs) I know we got we got a plenty of time. We got three and a half months before that happens. Mm -hmm. But I kind of do because then it's playoffs. But at the same time, it's like the season is just a warm shower. And like, I don't want to get out. Like, this is just like, it's great. Like, oh, did they enjoy every second? Of course they did. Uh. Enjoy every second, you guys. I mean, even even during the Winter Classic when the defense just all decides to be inept, just like take turns on like, hey, let's just have like one guy be okay for five minutes. And then we'll just pass the torch to one other serviceable guy for a little bit. Even then, enjoy it. Honestly, and again, the, the defense for me like wasn't the issue this game. Uh, I was... the the goal against the one goal against once again someone not clearing the front of the crease properly. Like it was a fast mm-hmm. play. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't like he'd been there for too long. But that's like most of the goals I'm complaining about against the Bruins come from like two feet in front of the crease, which is like to me, I'm like you have a lot of control over that. Like just bury them, please. Speaking of burying them, how about Forbert's hit? Yep. Was that Gunsel? Was yep. that who we hit? Uh, I don't know if it was Gunsel or not. Oh my, but oh my god! Fucking off his feet, dude. He so he was like the one defenseman that I think all game played strong, and he also was like somewhat directly responsible for the goal, which sucks because yeah. it's like I, 
That's what he my played name. strong all game, but you can still point to like, well, yes, but the goal was kind of on him. Yeah, that's uh, my one note. It's like Forbert's been like not the best lately. Mm-hmm. His physical game's been really good, been up in a bit, much like Carlo's offensive game has. I feel like Forbert's physical game is kind of up, upping a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cliffy, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good outing. He had a couple, mm-hmm. not nothing wild, big hits, but like you know, good checks. Um, I was kind of hoping McAvoy would be a bit more superstar in this game. Not even like be the game winner, but like just remind us like, oh shit, yeah, you're earning 10 million a year, nine and a half million a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so playing against his father-in-law. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like, It's weird. Yeah, that's that's wild to me. He was also Bergeron's first coach. That's in true. The, in the wow. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I was right. like, well, what yeah no that is the case dude this period this first period also ended with just a little bit of foreshadowing if you're into <clears throat> movie films uh jake the brusque got a little dinged up got hit on the hand oh yeah i kind of forgot about that and went honestly. down the down to the dugout yep <laughs> i was just about to be like don't you mean the tunnel <laughs> like i immediately <laughs> forgot what you yeah, nope they were playing on fenway park in this game which <laughs> feels like pitch. i'm wrong yeah like wait but they that's... did they played this game at fenway what now needs to happen is they need to play a baseball game at TD Garden. Don't even get me started. Imagine the balcony. You're guaranteed to get a ball. Like, a, wow. a pop fly to second base is like 10 feet away from being a home run. Being incredible. I was, yeah, but a foul ball might actually murder. Yeah, people. they'd have to put up a lot of netting. Be a lot of netting. Maybe don't do that. Let's do it. No, 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 no. We're going to look. Do if we can have arena football, we can have arena baseball. Like, <sighs> Hey, the Red Sox. This Red Sox team might be better suited in a in a, in a arena yeah, baseball. Somebody's gonna win at Fenway league. this year. Hey, who gets more wins this year? The Bruins yeah. or uh, the hey. Red Sox? Not the only John Henry team that's gonna blow a lead at Fenway this year. John John Henry owns the Penguins and the Red Sox. Did you see him getting booed? Yeah, there's like people posting videos of like him walking through the stands, everyone just booing him, and then it's like him outside leaving, and everyone's just like, "Pay somebody!" Like. Uh, my my uh, my good pal Mike got uh, stopped at the gate and got his sign confiscated. Do you want to oh, no. get guess what his sign said? John Henry get, sucks. Less aggressive than that. John Henry is bad. Not even John Henry's name on there. What? Pay Devers. That's it. And oh they come took on! It away. How oh fucking God. soft! That's pathetic, John that's Henry. Like, that's listening. like actually pathetic. Like, come on and talk about the Penguins. We'll talk about you know we're we're promoting your thing right now. I guess it's so. like Goodell confiscating the clown towels or like trying to do that. Like, but like it's not not even that. Yeah, it's it's worse. Like because it's like, dude, like that's not even you. It's like that's so clearly like we don't want any attention on this whatsoever. Like pure media blackout. It's disgusting. Terrible. It's, it's fucking terrible. Uh, speaking of DeBrusque, get, we're going to jump forward oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, jump forward a lot. Speaking of DeBrinket, <laughs> speaking of uh, Jake DeBrusque being dinged up, did you see that he left the hotel today on Tuesday in a walking boot? No, he I did not did. see that. So that's unrelated to the hand thing, I would think. Yes. Depending on and where his he, hands were. He also left the hotel wearing the red Sox get up oh, alone 
just let, like checked out, uh, turned in his key, walked out with a walking boot and the full Red Sox get up. That's crazy. I know. Carrying I a see. hockey bag. Uh, maybe you this did. wasn't Jake. <laughs> I was going yeah. to ask, do you think this is mostly just precautionary? Like, I have no idea. Because I've heard nothing it. about this. Like, I mean, check it out. I'm, I'm looking. They posted photos of them traveling, and I'm trying to see if Debraska's in the photos. I mean, if you uh, just if you just go on Twitter not. and search Debraska, it should come up. Craig Smith is a handsome man. I don't think yeah, that's talked about been... enough. No, he's got great hair. Also, I love Nick Felina so much. Like, I, I I'm upset that we haven't had Nick on the team for the last decade. He's the best dude. He's, he's so cool. Like, he's just like I want to meet him. I want to buy ta- him a beer. Like, <laughs> do you see that picture of him carrying the pizza? It's the it's so good. Yeah, uh, I saw Jeff tweeted it. It was like as it was written. It's a photo of the locker room with Chara and Michael. It was Michael Ryder, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, eating a slice of beer. Or was it Peverly? No, I don't remember who it was. My brain told me it was uh, Michael Ryder, but now I'm doubting that. It was somebody. It was the Stanley Cup Championship locker room post win, mm-hmm. and also noticed that's Hawaiian pizza in that photo. It is. That was pineapple on that pizza. You goddamn right it was. I like pineapple. I like pineapple on pizza. I think I right. like everything on pizza. That's a good point too. Like just put a fucking lasagna on the pizza. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> put a pizza like. on the pizza. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. You're like, well, does this belong on pizza? Yeah. Well, que- Follow up question: Is it a food? What? Then yeah, you know what no, I mean. I thought you were earnestly asking: Is pizza a food? No, I mean and I was about to earnestly be like, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, follow up question uh, is the topping yeah. that you're talking about a food product? Then put it the fuck Slap on. Slap it on. Like, what is it? Mayonnaise balls? Dude, I'm put jalapeno, it on there. I don't care. jalapeno pineapple on pizza is like an elite combination. You wow. Sweet, you got the spicy. It's fantastic. The umami of the, 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 the potato sauce. Don't be pretentious. <laughs> Uh, you got the Black Keys playing in the first intermission. They're like one of your favorite bands, too. I'm I sure loved it. They're, yep. It's so a uh, uh, quick rundown of my musical taste. Led Zeppelin. Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Black Keys, Run the Jewels. Those are that's the Mount Rushmore for me. That's that's the beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Uh, so I loved it. I and I, <laughs> okay, and like I I love like gritty garage recorded in a basement. Black Keys, like thick freakness. I love Magic Potion. Magic Potion is the album that got me to learn to play guitar. Um, mm-hmm. and the moment they came on stage and we're setting up. I looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, they're going to play gold on the ceiling. And then wouldn't you fucking know it? They opened with their most probably commercially successful stadium friendly song of all time. Gold on the ceiling. Good right. song. Then they played wild child, which is off one of the newer albums, which I, I love. Uh, Let's rock is a fantastic album. A great blend of both the old and the new sound for the black keys. Uh, they I, it. it still fits the bill for like the NHL getting like a, a either slightly or very past their prime rock band. Yeah. Like who was oh, fuck? Who was it before? They've they, they've just had a series they had of like Metallica play the <laughs> national anthem like when? like five years ago. Oh, my God. Like no time at all ago. They had Metallica play the national anthem. There are no Belle Biv DeVoe. I'll tell you that. Who I didn't know, no. know was from Boston. I had no idea. I immediately yeah. just put on Poison. The anthem wasn't even over. I was like, I just want to listen to Poison right now. Like, Dude, the Pops, too. That was good. I enjoyed the that. The Pops were great. I loved, oh my God. All right. I There are a few things that bring me as much joy as the sound of the Fenway Park organ. I hope they never change it. If they ever get rid of that organ, if they ever get rid of Josh Cantor, I 
am a fucking Pirates fan. I love that organ. And to hear like the Bruins game stop and then like the organ come in. Oh my God. I was on another plane, brother. I was high as a kite. Uh, I, I couldn't have driven. I couldn't have possibly driven. Um, the, the more we talk about it, just mm-hmm. so the more we talk about the peripherals of this game, the more I'm like, yeah, the game itself was the worst part of this it whole. Really, event. Is. Like, it was the least interesting. Part. And it's not that the game sucks. No, it's I just mean, by the end, it was great. So but... good around it. Yeah, no, they they build they have their product really well. Like they, the Winter Classic to me is still very special. Even in years when it's not the Bruins, I enjoy watching it. I'm obviously way more invested when it is Boston, but yeah. I had, a, yeah. I had a mostly good time. <laughs> but and yeah, so at some point, circle back to Jake DeBrusque. Uh, yes. Well, we can even talk about the first goal, um, like the Kapanen goal. Just like there's like, you know, no one in front of the net clearing him out. Like, that's a tough shot. Like, I don't, that's not on Olmark. That's, that's going in. That's, that's the goal. Which the fact that whenever we talk about goals on Olmark, that the comment is like, yeah, that's just going to go in is like, telling you anything he can't say if he is saving. Like, I don't remember. When was the last time someone scored on Olmark? And we even kind of iterated, oh, I bet Olmark wanted to have that one back. Oh, uh, he probably should have had that. Like, that just, I don't think it's happened. Like, I think there was one kind of recently where there was like a five-hole goal that I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. You should have had that one. And then before that, that, I oh, even had time to catch myself, we realized that it deflected off of like two skates. Yeah. There was, the <laughs> only one I can think of, it was like uh cross eyes left to right pass to a one time and it went on and like he moved right to left like he it looked like he got there in time but he didn't and that's the only time i was like that's kind of surprising that even went in yeah um but that happened. never happens yeah no never never fucking happens. i love love linus Olmark. uh which just to go out of order here linus yeah. Olmark almost burned this fucking city to the ground i oh you're rob you're talking about Rob taking <laughs> your shot on that. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I stood up the moment that puck hit his stick and he like braced himself for a shot. I stood up and started yelling. I think I, I don't even know what I said. I don't know if it was words or just noises, but I was just like, oh, ah, ah, like it was like I just like plunged in the ice water. Like I, I was gonna lose. I was gonna run up and down my street. I was gonna lose my fucking mind. The first goal in Bruins history is at Fenway Park. Like goalie goal in history is at Fenway Park. Like, and the thing is, like, too, like Swayman had that like close one. Yeah. Now you know there's a competition between. Oh the two yeah, which is like I've never been more certain a goalie goal is coming in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there, one of them is scoring a goal by the end of this year. It has to. Like that has yeah. to be like. You gotta like kind of change your expectations for this team. You can't be like, oh, I I hope they win the division. I think they will. No, uh, like, we're we're in the game within the game now. Like we're like so up top that we're like, how do we keep ourselves entertained? Like, I, oh, even yeah, the goalies like, are scoring. Yeah, you bet on which goalie is gonna yeah, get the first goalie if. goal in team history. I, dude, I I shrieked, and I just listen. The game was was Boston porn. It was hockey porn. It was baseball porn. Yeah. In the correct universe, in the correct timeline, Linus Olmark scores that goal. Oh, 100%. That would have like, been like... The second I saw it go wide, I was like, I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong dimension because like, there's yeah. one where that happened and it's supposed to have happened. Oh, my God. 
And it's because it wasn't even it wasn't even that close, but it was just the fact that it was even a possibility. Yeah. But the fact it's on their mind now. And like the goalie who scores that is a goalie who's trying to consistently do that. Like Mike Smith, I think, was the one who last scored the last goalie goal. And like he tried a lot. Like he was he handled the puck a ton to the point where like it was like soccer. Like they would just pass him the puck. Like if they were like trying to regroup in the defensive zone, they would just pass the puck to Mike Smith. Which Mike Smith didn't he, wasn't. Didn't he score like great. two or three? I I don't think so. I think he only no. scored one. I think only like one. one. I think it's like Broder has two, maybe three. I think Broder has a few. Yeah, I, I think, think he has leads. Three. I think he yeah. leads with like three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, crazy. So many, that, I would have lost my fucking mind. Like yeah. Fenway Park would have just blown up. Like they would have had to rebuild it. Like I don't know what I don't know what the city would have done. I think no. I think. The the like Bruins popularity might have hit a new all time high, and I'm not even that's not even hyperbole. Like I think that like if you are at Fenway Park in the Winter Classic, your goalie scores. I think that like I think that video is everywhere. I think people who've never been to a game go to a game. I think that like the Bruins popularity explodes. Which is, and I completely agree, which is honestly wild because, like, I feel like it's already kind of reaching new heights, like, with how good they're doing. So the fact that, like, that even would have accelerated further would have just been, like, what, what an incredible catalyst that could have been. But, yeah, I'm not even mad. Uh, but Jake DeBrusque. Jake, talk about him. So that goal, this is the first goal, the one that was just kind of that power move where he got, he was like on the goal line, he caught it on his forehand and then just like 180 circled and threw it on net and went five hole. Um, all comes from Brad Marchand's setup right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he dangled the soul out of somebody on Pittsburgh. Like he like was just kind of like holding back, like on his forehand, like was waiting for him to get closer and kind of pumped like he was going to go left and then just cross right and had daylight. Like, like there was no one getting near him there to, to entirely flip the pasta conversation. Brad Marchand is that guy I was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Him and in in ways you were discussing like crazy, honestly too, like crazy is not as like, um, I don't know, demonstrative when he does it. But yeah, absolutely. Brad Marchand is that guy who's like, oh, we really need momentum. We really need a point. Like we're on the wrong side of the game right now. Brad will take over. That's like what we talked about before, like him taking over a game. That's what we mean. Like not even just like beginning of the game. It's up for the taking. But like, like someone is like taking the lead on it. There was a couple of plays, I think, in the second when when Brad. It felt like Brad put his foot down was like, we got to get some shit started. Yeah. And it, it seems like it's got to be me that does it. Just create it. Like, that motherfucker is, I think it was actually early in the third that this happened. <clears throat> that motherfucker is five foot Nine. negative. And he creates space on the wing for himself. Like, he has a 12 foot stick. It is insane when he he does that, you know, coming down the right wing, like coming down his off wing, hard stops, turns towards the boards and opens up. He the amount of space he creates every fucking time with the same move 
is just uh, incredible every time. And then his, his like his vision and his read of the ice is lightning fast. Like yeah. he turns away from the boards, opens up, and you, you see his eyes just left, right, left. And by the time he gets back left, the puck's off his stick. He just whoop, 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 and it's gone. And it's like he just he knows the right play to make. He never makes a risky pass. He creates so much time and space for himself, doesn't overuse that time and space, and then and puts other players in the position to exceed. Like he brings other people up. I love Brad Marsh, <laughs> in case that's not as clear you enough. should. Yeah, oh. even in the first period, like early in the first period, he had that move where he like was out by the blue line and passed it backwards between his own legs to Bergeron. Like it looked yeah. like he was about to get forced out of the zone and he just mm-hmm. threw it between his legs and Bergeron was right there, pass it back to Marchand and yeah, he shot it wide. But like, that's like, yeah, that's a Marchand. Just like <laughs> you think you're about to get him and then less than three seconds later, like it, there's like a dangerous scoring chance against you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. he has some of the best edge work in the league. Like his ability, like he loves to spin, mm-hmm. but his cuts and his spin moves are like unbelievably consistent. Like Pasta tries a lot of shit, but falls a lot, especially lately. And Pasta just like frequently tries to just kind of go straight through people. Yeah. Which like when it doesn't work, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But when it does work, it's kind of like, oh shit. I yeah. can't believe that worked. It's like whenever they go for the body, completely ignore the puck, and he just kind of needs to. Leak out of the way, like, but no, but Brad Marsh and that game was pretty. I want to say dominant because, like, he wasn't dominant, but he was he was a major catalyst in what turned the game around, yeah, 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 yeah especially yeah. like you said on that first Jake goal, yeah. And then like, to and then to the second goal, that was Krejci, I think. Krejci and Hall, like, Krejci had that nice pass to Hall who's streaking down low, who made that really good power move to the net, got on the backhand. I think it was off the rebound that Jake shot it in, yeah, it was, it was. From the regular broadcast angle, Jake was almost invisible. It looked like it was Krejci who got there. At first, yeah, I thought I, Hall got it. Then I thought Krejci yeah. got it. It wasn't until I saw Jake going to the bench, like going down the line, that I was like, oh, that, okay, I need to see another angle. Yeah, I, I so I fully thought it was Hall um, to the point where, like, because the moment I see the puck going in the net, I just stand up and start freaking out, and I run around. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think it wasn't until I saw it was on Twitter that some people were tweeting about Jake. I was like, that was Jake. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, like the broad, the angle of that broadcast, he was just like completely eclipsed by like Hall and the Penguins players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How about Jake's post game? What about it? I just wanted him to be so much more animated. I thought I it was, really I thought we were going to get it. He was just, uh, you know, he's being interviewed like right, right off the ice. Like Jake, on one of the biggest stages out there in a historic venue, you come through for your team, score the tying end, go ahead goals, the game winning goal. Uh, what is this moment like? Just try to put this into words for me if you can. And he's like, yeah, we, uh, you know, just, you know, obviously want to get the win, obviously a big game, uh, but, uh, you know, just got to keep your eye on the prize. And uh, so we uh, Boo. You know, talked in between the periods and, uh, you know, talked about how important it was to get this one and uh, drop an F word. Luckily, we came out here and won. And then he dropped the hard F word, <laughs> the wrong one too. So. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even in a sentence. He just said it. No, he, he it, there was it, there was nothing in it, which, which kind of sucked because like I I love Jake and Jake is such a personality as we saw in that video of him dancing on New Year's Eve. Oh, I love it! I love it so much. Just so sober, like incredibly sober. Both him I, and Pasta. That's definitely one of those videos. Not even that, like, dancing. He's just kind of like lunging forward, like with his yeah, hands going, up. Like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh. 
And they're, they're, and, they look like they're just in a hotel room. Like, yeah, like, that's one of those videos. Nowhere you else take, to be. Like, and you're like, oh, everyone's gonna see what a good time we're having. And then you watch it back in the morning. And you're like, no uh, one can see this. Oh shit, we <laughs> yeah. posted that. Like, I I, I would think, love the amount of people like on the team. I'm sure there's a lot of shit. Like, you fucking posted that on social. You post that on your Instagram. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be there's got to be some of that. Oh man, but I love Jake. I wish I, I don't know. You know what you're going to get with the NHL. I get it. Uh, Linus Omar did show up to his presser in full catcher gear. Loved it. Yeah. Put, put the, he had the spikes. He had the real spikes. He and they're like, what's your connection to baseball? He's like, oh, none. I have, I have zero connection to none. baseball whatsoever. Did you see that video of Pasternak? Uh, it's almost hard to keep up with all the content that came out of this. But did you see the video of Pasternak trying to think of the word catcher? No, because <laughs> they asked him. They asked him <laughs> what position he would want to play if he was a baseball player, mm-hmm. and he started out so hot, man. He started out with the guy who catches, which is so close. You're right which there. He you basically him. said it, like you more or less said it, like. And he ended on, I think it's the uh, the uh, the goalie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, more or less. nailed it. So funny. Uh, Bergeron's presser, obviously, too, was just. Bergey being Bergey. Bergey being Bergey. Here in like, Bergey say I the word. Hmm? Go, no, you go ahead. Here in Bergey say the words Fenway and Red Sox. Flip, flip me upside down. Like, I know your face. I know your voice. I know that room you're in, too. I've also, I've never heard you say these words before. It's weird. I don't know. Put my brain in a pretzel. Like, I don't even watch a lot of the post game shit because it's like I know what they're gonna say. Like if and if it's something of value, like it'll leak out. Like it'll find me. It's like I just wasn't done watching the game. Yeah, I can see that. I, I like, did I watch a lot of the post game. I was watching a lot of the post game. I just didn't see that. Um, in the average regular season game, I'm not sticking around to be like, no. Oh, they beat the Senators three to one. Let's hear what Felino has to say about it. it Felino's a bad example because it's actually like a great. I would. I with would. Him. Yeah, I would watch. Yeah, would but it's like that. I don't. I don't need to hear. I don't know. I don't need to hear what Craig Smith has to say about like their win at the Canadian Tire Center. I'm sure it's just going to be nothing. So yeah, like I'm I'm not sticking around with that. Also, I really, 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 really don't like Nesson's presentation of the pre and post game. I just don't. What what don't you like about it? And we're going to be right back with it. Just there's something about it that just feels. I don't know. Stale. Dunna, 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 dunna. Yeah, I don't. If I never heard that again, I'd be okay. That being said, I probably would miss it the second it's gone. But it, it just, I'm like, with most Nesson broadcasts, when it ends, I'm done. I don't need to see anymore. But with the Winter Classic, I was like, I want to keep watching this. I didn't really need the panel or anything. I just wanted to see the boys still doing their thing. I think that's more what it was. It's like, it was my whole day was hockey and it was five o'clock and it was over. And I was like, well, what am I going to do for the next two hours before I start drinking myself to sleep? You know, I get that. Yeah. Oh, Rob, 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 Rob. Uh, in the midst of this episode, I figured that we should pick a winner for the giveaway. I oh. found, a, I found a nice little website that you load a tweet into and it tells you how many people retweeted it. And then it randomly selects one of them. Whoa! Now we did say retweet and follow. 
right? So we've got to, yes. we're going to pick. Part, you can add criteria. So like has to follow this account must have tweeted this recently, which I turned off. The only one I had on is like older than like a week. So like someone didn't just like create new accounts or whatever. Wow. If I excluded okay. you and you're an authentic account, I'm very sorry, but steps had to be taken. And I honestly don't think it really applies to anybody. All right. Uh, well, so who, our winner. Who's the lucky person? Uh, Con Jass at Big Cat underscore Cass. You did it. There were 55 valid entries out of the 62 retweets, and you are the winner. I will be transferring the tickets to you, or I'll be messaging you for contact information. I'll be sending you the tickets. Enjoy the game. We just asked, asked. You post a photo of you at the game so we can retweet it and show that we gave away tickets like we're really good people. Uh, well, thank you to Big Cat Cass. Appreciate you and your retweet. Appreciate you. Thank you to everybody who entered. And we'll be doing more of these at some point whenever I, you know, twist Rob's arm to give away more of his season tickets. When I can't sell them for $600. Yeah. I mean, tough to pass up. You got, you guys yeah. are getting deals. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like looking at, like I got, I've been messaged by five different people about these tickets and I'm like, they're unavailable. I'm so sorry. Which a couple of people I'm like, you can go retweet. You might win. <laughs> Give us the faller. Like, if you like the Bruins, you might like my podcast. I talk about him. Me and me and my my pal Joe, we went to college and turning into Muppets. Yeah, I don't know what that voice is at all. <laughs> That's not a Muppet. That's just me screaming. You want to hear my um, want to hear my beaker impression? Yes. <clears throat> I don't know if I can do it. This might be embarrassing. I might have to cut this too. Not that I cut anything. <laughs> It's terrible. Um. <laughs> no, don't even try. Just leave it at that. You remember? I want to. I want to tweet it. The the video of you. So the the context is there was a nature documentary on the TV. Oh my god! And, and, and the cats on the couch were watching it with like unmatched concentration like i mean no, like they were trying no, to kill the television no blinking whatsoever like there's two there's a bird on the screen i think it's david attenborough is like and calculate the airspeed velocity of a bird and in off screen is joe holding his hands to his face trying with every ounce of power in his body to not burst into laughter like it, it was like you were in the jungle surrounded by a military who was going to kill you if you found your level of like, I cannot make a sound right now. Mm -hmm. And the moment say of a bird, you just hear <laughs> like just like you letting out like the littlest squeak. Like it's honestly one of my favorite videos, oh, the kind of Snapchat where you save it three times just to be just to know that you saved it. Like, oh, it's unbelievably good. Was so That's funny. for whatever reason that Beaker impression reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. No, it's a very similar sound. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I hope you guys enjoyed the winter classic. Oh, also they also beat the Buffalo Sabres. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They lost to the Buffalo Sabres. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, I'm just, if they, just if they beat them, we would have talked about it. Like right, right, right. That was right, just right. a super annoying game. Like I hated that game a lot. Didn't really even um, when it ended, I'm like, I don't really want to talk about this game. But like, uh Rasmus Dalin, this is messages for you. If you're not Rasmus Dalin, shut this off. If you ever cross check Trent Frederick, you're gonna get your teeth ever again and you don't want to drop your gloves. I will personally drop your gloves for you. Dude, he did not want it. I don't think did he I don't you don't get to throw a cross. You can shove somebody out of out of out of the crease. Yeah, especially when they're they're digging at your goalie. Absolutely do it. But like Absolutely. You, you can't take a Freddy. cross check at someone's back and yeah. then when they stand up and say, Let's fucking go, 
you cannot duck him out, especially when that guy is like four inches shorter than you. Is Darlene that big? Darlene's a big boy. Dude, Freddie, like, I mean, he got him right on the collar and was just rattling him. And Darlene, like, body language alone was like, I don't, I don't want this. This is not what I'm here for. (laughs) Like, Freddie would have popped him. There's only an inch between them. Okay, well, even still, like, whatever. People, like, I feel like Freddie's in that, like, that, that camp of he is a gamer, he is a fighter, he can totally hold his own, Mm -hmm. but he's not done it long enough or, like, on a big enough stage where most guys know it. I don't think he's like a big part of a pregame report. I mean, probably mentioned, but like, I think he's, I still see him as an underrated physical player. I always think of him at underrated size wise too. I just, I never think of him as being six two. also talk about underrated. And this is bordering on a hot take, but I'm just right. So it isn't a hot okay. take. I'm just Fair saying it. fact. Tread Frederick is a fast skater, not like, not slow, not like huh. average. Trent Frederick is fast. That is new information to me. Like I'm and I watch him you, play like, every he, game. He can accelerate. Like that's a big part of it. Like there are plays where like he gets in front of people. Like mm-hmm. like the defender will have a step on him, and Freddie ends up behind them. Like on a like on a um, net drive. Like Freddie is a. I just think he's a terribly underrated player. Like I like. Great. I, he also I has a cameo. Maybe we can get him on the show via. Honestly, cameo. yeah, dude. All the I think all the team does. Yeah, we'll yeah. get them all individually. Uh, I mean, you're catching speaking seven of, six. Speaking of speed, one of my favorite things in this world, meth, is watching <laughs> is watching a delayed icing be skated out by Matt Grizzlick. There is nothing funnier to me in the world. It's like he's running on ice with sneakers on. He gets nowhere quick. Do you, he's just taking like 10 strides and going three feet like that kind of yeah thing. Well, I like when he, bah, 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 and he's just <laughs> it's like you can hear the can, like the cartoon whoop, 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 like just like the like the audio of like him just slipping on the ground as he's running I don't know what it is the dude just cannot get the wheels moving wheels which is like bad. is not his game it's like no I think I think Grizz is an adequate defenseman I think he's a yep. a middle of the road defenseman I think he's good he's a serviceable NHL defenseman uh but him skating down and icing is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. And uh, that's that, my final thought on the Winter Classic. That guy, this isn't even my final thought, but I want to bring up that really annoying uh, play blown dead, the two-on-one with Bergie and Marshan. They said it was offside, but it wasn't. It sure wasn't. When did, Let it go. Let it go. Everyone the knows of, that, too. The Everyone amount knows of that. goals that you call off after the fact for being offsides. Mm-hmm is a lot but i prefer that to you just like blowing it dead when it's close i'm like let it go like they they were talking about it on the broadcast They're like well personally i would have let it go it's like everybody knows everybody knows that like it's not like we're introducing some new thing that like hey the referees should consider letting the play go no they know that they just didn't do it and that's infinitely worse um and it was close, but like not by like NHL close offside standards to me. I'm like, that was like pretty when they showed the slow motion, they're like without a doubt on sides. It's not one of those ones where like you need a specific frame. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, the puck is in the air and it's kind of hard to track. It's like that super clearly half of his skate is still on the blue line. Play it again at full speed. Take another go at it because. Yeah, honestly, you'll probably get it right this time. Yeah. I mean, you obviously let that go. Yeah. God love that they won the game because if they hadn't, yeah. my God. Uh, one last thing, actually, that I did forget. 
in that last second, people are not talking about this enough. Oh, yeah. Yep. It should be like the tail of the game that the Pittsburgh Penguins scored the tying goal half a second after the buzzer sounded. Yeah, like probably even less than half a second. Like it was on Malkin's stick when time expired. Mm -hmm. So yeah, at least less than a second. But yeah, like it's funny that you say that because when it happened, like when the end of the game happened, the moment I heard the whistle or the, like the horn or whatever, I just started running. Around. I was like, they did it. They did it. They did it. And I turned around. My girlfriend's like watching the TV like intently. And mm -hmm. she was like, oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't even what? see the puck go in. I didn't even see them shoot it because by the, the horn blew when I turned around. Mm hmm. Um, and then like when they show the replay, it's like not again, not close. Like it's like Malkin hadn't even taken the shot when time expired. Super yeah, deflating for so much closer to me. I yeah. didn't hear the horn. I just, I was just watching and thought like, I thought it was a lot closer and I texted you. <laughs> I loved your wording on this. I've been thinking about it nonstop. Hmm. I, I said right after the goal, I said, or not goal. I said, that might be worth a look. And you said, no one seems to agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? I can't argue with that. I really seem like the only one saying that here because the Penguins weren't screaming about it. Like nobody was looking. Yeah, I at least quick. wanted the announcers to like make a spectacle out of it, though. Yeah, I wanted like, them oh, to be like, and as time expires, ja you know who would have? You know who would have? Is Jack motherfucking Edwards? <laughs> Jack would have lost his mind. Jack would have lost. Jack Edwards. Jack Eggy. <laughs> you just said Jack Edwards, and I'm uh, calling him Jack Edwards. Someone make a graphic. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Jack Edwards. <laughs> Jack, I do as, miss as Jack. we call him. I Jack. do miss Jack. Bring him back. Yeah, I he would have lost his mind on that. Um, but yeah. no, that it, and it was so deflating for Pittsburgh because you can see <laughs> they're like, oh, like arms up, and then they look at the ref and they're like, no, <laughs> they like don't even fight it. But when I texted you, like no one seems to agree, it was like in the middle of the handshake line. I'm like, I think we're, I think we're good. I think we're safe. Yeah, that was right around the time I started to buy it. I was with my mom, and she was my mom is as pessimistic as it gets, kind of about everything, but especially about sports. So she's like, Joe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this Ooh, game's over. Uh, I'm like, they're shaking hands, man. I think, I think it's good. She's like, that might come back. They might lose it now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> the game ended 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Like, like, um, I read the newspaper. They might start up the game again tomorrow. Play over my, time. My actual final thought is uh, something that got posted. Uh, do you see Derek Forbert's Instagram post about the game? No. Uh, and, all right, I'm just gonna. Re so it's just the the team photo, them in like in the Red Sox gear. It's a fantastic photo. Mm -hmm. What an atmosphere at Fenway! From the comeback win of the third to using the same bidet as Big Poppy, it was truly all awesome. Thank you, Boston. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a forward thing to say. Forward's like very forward's like Chris Kelly levels of like quietly the funniest person on the team. They like, have bidets in the clubhouse. And they had them named like he knew it was poppies. Like, it's like I can picture a plaque. It's just like David's like, yeah, there's like a chain on it. And like, yeah, yeah it's gold has a Dude, 500 logo on it. Forward's a fucking riot. Like, that is funny. Love that. All right. Well, I love our boys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if Rob, I will say this because I'm a I'm I'm a pessimist. OK. Yes. Here's how I feel. Okay, I'm going to relate it to, oh, I don't know, something that's not relevant in my life right now, a relationship. And it's kind of like 
you see your like high school sweetheart across the bar and you guys you guys have been close for a long time you know to varying degrees but you've been close for a long time and something happens this time though and there's a spark and you guys start seeing each other and it's hot and heavy i'm sweating and it is the real deal you look in each other's eyes you feel each other's souls sometimes you just lay around and listen to each other's heartbeats you're in love l-o-v-e call it what it is <laughs> punch drunk love brother you go to paris together you start talking about children where is this going there's got to be a little voice in the back of your head that tells you, just for self-preservation's sake, buddy, you got to be okay with the fact that this might not work out. Are you talking about the Bruins not winning the Stanley Cup? I am talking about the fact that the Bruins might not win the Stanley Cup. And it it is something that I'm only now considering not because I think there's any indication of it, but just because things, it is such a fucking fairy tale love story. You gotta prepare yourself for the fact that, like, this fairy tale might not be a fairy tale. It's real life. And there might not be a happy ending because I was just, as we were doing this episode, picturing, like, they just get eliminated in the first round. All right, we we're 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 no, <laughs> Rob, no. Just enjoy I'm every even, minute. Don't fast forward to the playoffs. Enjoy every minute of Paris with that's her. That's why I said I, I don't want the season to end because it's a warm shower. And yeah, it might be enjoyable at the end too. But I know for now it's nice, and I want to enjoy that while it's happening. It's about the journey, not about the destination. Maybe the real Stanley well, Cup is... The- we're, we're six months away from Bergeron not being a Boston Bruin anymore. Maybe the real Boston well, if, Oh, you're bringing me down. The- you're bringing me down. Now, whenever... That's like the equivalent of like me getting drunk and wanting to call an ex is like me considering the fact that like Bergeron isn't going to be on the team in six months. Like, <sighs> yeah. Thanks, Joe. Great yeah. way to end it. Love it. Like, Anytime. Hey, Rob. I know Just you're having fun, but you, they minute. might not win it. Hey, look, all I'm saying is love these guys hard, fast, <laughs> shit. Fast, love them often. Fast and hard. Live them, love, love them, live, laugh, love them. Fantastic. Hard, often, and fast. Fantastic. That's my, that's my recommendation. Enjoy every minute of this season. This is a fucking blessing. Yeah. Uh, game tomorrow night, Thursday, 1030 p.m. Thank you, Los Angeles. That game will be ending at 1.30 in the morning. Can't wait. I'm going to watch it. It's I'm, Thursday night? Thursday night, yeah. Into Friday morning. <laughs> we get West Coast Jack. <gasps> West Coast Jack is the best. He's I delirious. I hope 7-0 by the He's third. He's delirious. Like it's, like, it's like there's no oxygen where he is. It's incredible. <gasps> I totally forgot about West Coast Jack. Colorado Jack, especially, but because there really is no oxygen for a couple of reasons. But no, this I this could be a very good jack call game. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited. 
Very excited. All right, Excellent. folks. All right. Let's go thanks for win for number 30. Out with us. No jinxes. Rob, Don't thanks for, uh, you know. My, my pleasure, Joey. Truly. Thanks for bearing with me. Bear with me.